Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over last weekend's action in the All-County Football Leagues, all three divisions, and giving our one-word predictions to this weekend's Action, as always, I'm joined by the sports editor of the Anglo South, Paul Fitzpatrick. And um, Paul, it was a weekend where actually kind of the, the results went by me a wee bit. Um, while I, I, I heard little bits and bobs of them, I didn't get a lot of full detail on on the uh, on the All-County Football League. So I'm relying on your superior knowledge and and, and investigative skills to bring all the news of the All-County Football League at the weekend. No pressure at all, though. Yeah, thank you for joining us on today's podcast. <laughs> Tune back in next Monday. Uh, yeah, it's a very low-key alternative league so far. Just, I think it's just a lack of county players. I think that's the reason. that There's not there's not as much uh, hype about the, the league this year. Sometimes the league is like a mini-championship. Mm. Certainly. Although it got hot and heavy in a few games, and so we'll get on to that, but um, there's some of those games get hot and heavy anyway. In, in your view... Is it better to have these games running without county players, let let it go on ahead, or should there be no football when there's no county players? I think it's better. I think so. I think it's better. Like you can't you can't stop the the ninety eight percent playing uh, because of the two percent, but it, it's and they will have teams will have their under twenty county players now. That like the, a lot of them would have probably played Sunday, and they will have them now as well. So rub it in, Jesus. <laughs> sorry, David. Sorry, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um, yeah, yeah, but that that'll make a difference. And and they'll well they'll have county seniors for a while now. because um, even if Cavan lost the Ulster semi final, it's only two weeks then I think or three weeks until the the Talchon Cup starts. So they probably won't have them until all is done. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So look at we're we're not we're not going to talk about the other semi final yet because that's going to be the big focus next week. But I think it's good that football can just keep going. Like and also, I suppose from Mickey Graham's point of view, there is the option there to throw a player into a league game if needs be. Like we have seen some Cavan players, yeah, seen play. yeah, Sunday, yeah, yeah. So even we saw Kieran Brady lining out forever. Yeah, at the weekend so brilliant, brilliant. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that just to bring everyone's attention um, if you haven't heard over on the diehards service on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan we've done our review of the Ulster under 20 final against Tyrone and the Ulster uh, quarter final of the minor championship against Tyrone as well we also done our review of Cavan against Antrim where we heard from the Cavan manager Mickey Graham done our ladies podcast um, with Aideen Coyle and heard from the Cavan manager Jerry Moan um, ahead of what we thought was going to be this weekend's action but it's now a double header in Clonus with the men's the following Sunday so um, I think that's a great call and it shows the integration of the LGFA and the GA coming together. Cavan against Donegal in the ladies and the men's Sunday the 8th of May in, in St. Sheerness Park so it's a, it's a really good double header it's good work by by both Ulster Council and the LGFA. Oh, I think it's, this is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, we did see a game a couple of years ago in Clonus, wasn't there? A double header. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's great work now. People people uh, sometimes criticise the GA and LGFA that they can't get along, but um, I think that, that uh, for, you know, for kids going to the game as well, boys and girls, it's absolutely class to see, see them put up on the, the main stage. Now, the only, I, I was talking about this to you yesterday. The only... Uh, law of un- unintended consequences is going to kick in. It's something we've seen in handball, where there's handball has got great equality, uh, but it's actually, and I know this is going to sound misogynistic, which is, it isn't, but it's actually gone too far. It's gone to the point where you cannot put on a handball match, a male match, without putting on the the corresponding female match in that grade together. 
and uh, it has left it that on a big day of handball finals now where you used to just have we'll say three finals and it was you know mm-hmm. time that it might take four or five hours max which is asking a lot of people to, to sit in one seat looking in the same direction for four or five hours um, but now you've got the let's say you put your minor final on you must put on your, your minor ladies final but you've got your senior doubles final and men's you must put on your senior doubles final ladies and so on and it's left in there we literally have a full weekend now we can't fit them in anymore and uh, so that's that's going to be a challenge now for the GA as as the links become closer can you put an under an under 20 or a minor final or the about the Talchin Cup final being played before uh, a men's All-Ireland final well if, how can you discriminate against senior ladies players uh, by putting in minor boys children essentially under 17s um, that's a, that's all going to be going to be a real thorny subject. I say, I'd say when it comes to it. Yeah, yeah, it 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 has the potential to be so. You'd hope that it's the earlier round games. Like, what was the last attendance at the Ladies All Ireland Final before COVID? Wasn't it fifty something thousand? So, you'd you'd imagine they're happy enough to have a standalone there because it is their own day and it's and it's the biggest sporting event in Europe, female sporting event in Europe. Um, and has been for for a few years, so I think that that's um, that's probably where they'll they'll draw the line on those ones. That there are there is enough interest in the ladies' game for them to have standalone fixtures at the very uh, at the very end of competitions. Anyway, you know, so hopefully, hopefully, it's look at again. I suppose it it it'd be small problems if you have half empty stadiums for stadia for. Uh, um, you know, club finals and stuff like that. If if it means a double header with the ladies, then then so be it. Let it go. You know, it it if it brings in more people and sells the event better, then I think it's the right thing to do. But anyway, we'll not dive into yeah. that rabbit hole. We we could we could go down there for an hour knowing me and you. Um, the other thing over on the Patreon service is obviously our Cavan Live podcast this weekend. Um, or on Monday it was Seamus O'Rourke um, who technically is a lead man but he's, he's very much um, a, a Cavan connection between the characters he plays and how close he lives to Cavan how he's followed Cavan for years he's, um, he's, he's incredibly up to speed with Cavan and, and has a few interesting takes on Cavan I know yourself and Mark done this one you enjoyed Seamus O'Rourke as you, as you always do Paul yeah, this this is my favourite of the Cavan lives. I think there's been 19... Sorry, Daniel, I've stuffed up this morning. I think there's been 19 episodes uh, of Cavan Live so far, and Seamus is my new number one. I, I, I really love the Shane Connington one, Michael Harding, some of those ones, but I, Seamus the worker is now top of, my, top of the list. I thought Mark did a great job um, interviewing Seamus, and he was... He's just... He's just brilliant. He's just a brilliant raconteur and he's a brilliant storyteller and so likable. And like if you talk to anyone over in that neck of the woods, he's extremely popular around his hometown. And you can see why he just comes across, across as a really decent skin, very modest, but like he's very talented. And it's very interesting to get the, the outside view on Cavan because like the parts of it where he talks about you know, there's a bravado to the Cavan man that's not there in the Leitrim man. And I love that stuff. Like it's just really interesting. Sort of sociology as well as anything else. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Like he said he where he was at seven or eight of the finals before he ever went to a comet final because they all followed Cavan all around his neck of the woods and Carrie Gallon didn't have a team and at that time in the early seventies the club was just disbanded for a while so it's really interesting for from a GA point of view and it's interesting from a just a general point of view so very good podcast yeah 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 I kind of nearly I enjoyed his struggle with not we're, we're trying to say how much he liked Cavan. But not running down other counties. <laughs> I thought he, he he was kind of struggling, but you can see there's almost uh, there, there's an affection that he has for Cavan, and it comes through. And then he's kind of like, "But I'm not running down Leeds from here, and and just I'm not running down Longford. There's nothing wrong with Offaly." <laughs> he's he's going through them all, but really interesting podcast there. Well, well done by Mark. So that's over on our our Patreon save. Uh, service it's patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan right we'll jump into the results from last weekend's all county football league starting in the Romar Energy Division 1 
top of the piling was Ram United going to Crow Park in Lacken, coming away with a very handsome victory here. 4-18 to 6 points. We both went for Ram United. Um, that was predictable, I suppose. Well, actually, the, the margin of, of victory wasn't that predictable. Yeah, because Lacken had been sort of resurgent and a good win against Kiligari. They looked like they were, they were steady in the ship. But uh, Ram are moving very well at the minute. Very, very well. Um I suppose one thing you could say is Ram are, Ram are, are more or less at full strength in that they don't have county players. Yeah. In reality, it's their only county player and the seniors. that they have, Obviously, minors aren't playing with, with seniors anymore. And I don't think they've got anyone on the 20s, have they? No. No, no so... Is it all? So, yeah, they're not missing any players. So you have to bear that in mind. But still, they seem to be going really, really well. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a massive win. We'll go through the tables at the end of all of these results. Uh, close fought victory for Kingscourt Stars against Kiligary, 115 to 113. Um, just looking, did we call this done? Oh yeah, so we both went for the Stars. Yeah, not much in it. There are two teams that have played a lot of close games in the last few years and, and mm. very, very little in it. Um, Alan Clark with the with the goal at the end to win this one for for Kingscourt. So 59th minute goal. Up to that there was very little in this game. Um Dara Lovett came on, so I presume that might have been Dara's debut for Kiligary's senior team. So yeah. he scored a point and it'll be the first of if he stays fit, it'll be the first of thousands of points I predict that he's going to score for Kiligary in his career. Um yeah Jack Cosgrove got five points for Kiligary as well, three frees. Looking at the Kingscourt team, like they're they are blooding some new new players there. But this was a close game throughout. Uh, it was nine points to eight at, at half time and low score in third quarter. Uh, Peter Corrigan got a black card, but Lovett scored and Matty McKenna scored a couple of points. It looked like Kiligari were going to win it. But uh, uh, Keith were come up with that goal from Toasty then on. And even though Kiligari came back with a point from Kevin Lovett, uh, it made no difference at that stage. Mm. Good window for, for Kingscourt Stars. They, I suppose they're wobbling a wee bit in, in, in the All-County Football League, but they'll, they'll be delighted to come away with that one. Um, yeah, just just looking through the Kingscourt or the Kiligary team, did many county players play on either side there. Um, like Oshin Brady, there must be an injury there because I know players were allowed to play at the weekend if they didn't play much game time or were in the right position. So um I don't see Ocean Brady's name there. Obviously Keen Riley or or Martin Riley, uh, Connor Smith either. So there must be still quite a few injuries on the Killigary side. Looks like it, yeah. Um third game then was Balignan hosting Larry United. Balignan came away with a three point victory here. Sixteen points to one goal and ten uh, we both went for Lara on this one. How 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 badly are we going to be received in Barney Max next time we go out? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, we're not going to start talking about Barney Max on the podcast now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, move, move, move on, move on for that. That's, that's a really good window for. I, Balignard, they're going to need to pick up wins to stay in this division. Like they're they're down the bottom end of it, and they're you know the loss of the likes of Porrick O'Reilly, and and I don't think Peewee, I don't think Niall has played as of yet. That's it's an important win to get for Balignard in their fight to stay. Yeah, well, I you know I still think there's enough quality in the Balignard team. Like 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 Cormac Timoney's still there. I saw Thomas Moore was playing last week. Kevin Smith's still there. Now McDermott's still still. Uh, as good as any fours really at club yeah. level. Yeah. So I still think there's loads of quality in that Balignard team. They're definitely well, well good enough to stay in Division 1 and senior. So uh, I, I think they will. I definitely think they will. But there might be a bit of a decline coming. But they do have a lot of young lads there that have come into that team in the last few years. Like Timoney, who I mentioned. I know these lads are probably heading for their mid-20s now, but Shane Finnegan and, and players like that, they, they do have talent. Yeah, and I I think it's just the adjustment within the team, you know, to to when you lose such big players, it's not that easy to just you know replace them straight off. It takes a bit of adjust, and it's going to be a slightly different style of a team when you take out such key players. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see can they can they hold on to to the status. But two wins now in, in the league, it's a good enough start. Um, 
Then you have Gauna against Ballyhays. Sounds like a dinger, this one. one eleven to Gauna, 2-9 to Ballyhays. Ballyhays coming away with the one-point victory there. That's that's a statement win. I know Gauna obviously missing a lot of bodies, but still Ballyhays, intermediate side, they'll be they'll be delighted to do that. Yeah, Ballyhays uh, have started really well in this league. You have to hand it to them. Like, they got two goals in the first half here from David Brady and Cormac Clark. And that helped them into a lead, two five to six at halftime, and they held on. And um, so I don't think there was, there was any fluke about it. Dara Madden intercepted the kick out and, and put it over the head of Stephen Kane from forty meters to to put it in the net. So that was a little bit of luck and a lot of skill there from to get Garen back into that game. Um, Madden scored a couple of points then on the run in. Kevin Tierney came off the bench for for. Uh, Valley had to resume Kevin had an injury or something and he made a big impact. He got three points. Pork Moore started. So I have to get the inside track on Pork Moore. Whether yeah. he's around or isn't around. Yeah, he'd be a hell of an addition there. Yeah. There now. Dara Madden uh continued his good form that he showed in the in the second half of the, for the under twenties. He scored one five, one three coming from play there. So um very exciting player there. So that's a that's a big win away from home for for Ballyhays. And also good to see Gary O'Rourke back in goals. I think that's his first game in over 10 months um, since he had that, that, wasn't it, a knee operation. Um, so but, that, uh, but Stephen Kane came on, so presumably he came on for Gary. So I I forget, Gary, it was, it, I, I was talking just to to, um, to to someone from Ballyhills who was just explaining that he could only play a half. He's, he's, all right. he's reintroducing himself to game, or he's been reintroduced to game time at the minute. So, um, but But that's a big plus because... Gary is a top top goalkeeper. Oh, definitely, definitely. I I think he's well. Like, he was listed on the program with the county seniors. He is he is involved with the county yeah. senior panel, but he's had this injury. But definitely, you know, Raymond Galligan is the number one there in the county at the minute. But Gary's right there in the top of the chase pack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, okay, well done, Bally Hayes. Calvin Gales were hosting Crushalaw. In Terry Kyle Park, Crush Law came away with the victory here. 13 points to Calvin Gales, two goals and nine to Crush Law. That sounds like it was a, a, a close affair anyway. Did you hear much on this one? Didn't hear anything on this one, David, so I'm not going to try and bluff it. Um, did we Did we predict this one? Um, well, we both predicted Gauna firstly, so we got that wrong. I predicted Crush Law and you went for the draw. <gasps> close, close, close. Close, it was close in fairness, but um, not not close enough. Hey, um, killing care against Coot Hill 4 11 to killing care 1 6 um, against or for Coot Hill. That's a really good win for for killing care again. One of these teams that just needs to be picking up the points to to survive in division one, and that would that would have been one of the games that both teams were earmarking that we need to get our, our points on the board for this one. So, 4 11 is real good scoring. For killing care, and we both went for killing care. Did we? Yeah, though I'm surprised. I'm nearly surprised uh, that we both went for killing care there. But that's a great win for killing care, and they're, they're starting to click nicely there. Killing care now, um, like the Dudley Farrell is over them, I think I'm right in saying yeah. he's he's an exceptionally good manager. And I know I was talking to some of the killing care lads, and they're they're happy with how things are going. They've got good numbers of training, so they're like they're another team that's going to give that intermediate a hell of a rattle this year. Intermediate yeah. this year. I don't think I've ever said this before, Damien, but the intermediate this year is wide open. What? That's a bold <laughs> statement for you to come out with as a complete surprise to us all. Like it doesn't really add up that you'd say that. Um Killing Care, like what they've done is they've added a wee bit more. Alex Sweeney, um like I know he played last year, but this year he's in his second year at adult football and and, and really breaking in and making a, a huge advantage making huge inroads in, and he's getting used to playing Division 1 football um, Keen McGovern another young exciting player coming in there and then they, they can reintroduce Jake Norris now from the under 20 so that killing care team will will actually be getting stronger over the next while as well so um, a few boys coming back from injury that that would be hopeful they'd be there for championship the likes of Luke Crossan who would have been a county under 20 this year only he'd done his cruciate at the end of last year so um, there's it's it's by no means we, we talk about the Cavan team are at the peak of their powers. I don't think Killing Care are at the peak of their powers yet. There's there's a, a couple of years to go before they hit the, the top of their development. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're making great strides. Um, okay, so that means in Division 1, 
of the Old County Football League, you got three out of six and I got four out of six. So um, I'm ahead of you so far. Looking at the top of the table, Crushlaw are leading the race out with five wins from five games. They're joined in with Ram United, four wins from four games. Don't know what game Rammer missed out on. Um, and then Bally Hayes are in toward with four wins from five games. Down the bottom end of the table, then you have Killigary with no points from their four games. So obviously, it's Rammer. No, it's not either. Um, it could be Rammer, though, Killigary. Um, Coot Hill have one point from their five games. Lara have two points from their five games. And Gauna have three points from their four games. So a bit of a surprise to see Gauna at the bottom end, but that extra game would bring them right up into fourth spot if they if they won that so and they've been they've been down about 10 players times between under 20s and seniors yeah yeah definitely <laughs> you, you, you okay there David <laughs> frog in my throat took a wee bit to get that out um, yeah no Gowner missed a huge amount <laughs> I'm only getting used to being alive again so um, yeah Gowner definitely on the street and Gow- I'll tell you what's what's what Look, we've been saying this for a while, but the strength that's going to be in Gowna's senior panel in the next three, four years is just going to be frightening. It's going to be absolutely frightening because you look at the starting forward lines in most of the games so far and you think, wow, that's a, that's a good forward line. And then you think of Oshin Pearson hasn't played and um, Kieran Madden hasn't played, Keen Madden hasn't played, Connor Madden hasn't played. <laughs> You're thinking, where can you squeeze them all in? Like They, yeah. they could line out 15 forwards if they wanted. Well, I think I think Karna at the moment their profile is the closest to to uh, what we saw with Calvin Gaines in the early two thousands. In that they've got a, they've got a, a three different waves of of players. They've got their established players there, uh, like Connor Madden and Ryan McGarren, and there's a good few around that age group. Then you've got Connor Brady and Oshie Pearson and Robbie Fitzpatrick and all that mm-hmm. kind of group. There's a good group of those lads. Then you've got these other these other lads below them. Yeah, Cormac um, Brady and Connor Casey, Ryan Brady. Yeah, I forgot to mention Keen Madden there. Like you literally forget Curry players when you're yeah. talking about Garner at the minute. It's it's exciting for Garner. They've got huge, huge talent there. And the one under fifteen division one last year. Yeah. So there's, so there's another good crop coming there. Although uh, numbers were tight in that team and they had a couple of absolutely outstanding players on that team, uh, which probably had to get them over the line, but still they're only looking to get a few of each team. That's it. That's it. And, and and in fairness to them, whatever they're doing, they seem to be producing forwards. They, yeah, you know, they, it's something that we need in Cavan and we need badly. So, um, whatever they're doing, share the secret, please, Gauna. <laughs> they're good with secrets out in Gauna, so yeah, they, they don't share them too easily. Um, okay, Wilton West recycling all county football league division two. Um, starting off Lavi against Coo Hollands in Lavi. Coo Hollands with a comfortable victory here, three goals and ten to seven points. Um, we both went for Cuhollands on this one. Lavi, is is it just Lavi's league form has never been good? Um, they're a championship team, or is there something to worry about here at Lavi? I don't know, to be honest. I haven't been talking to anyone at Lavi. Uh, from from this weekend on, I suppose we'll get a chance to look a bit closer at the All County League because um, there's not as much county football going on this weekend. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because Lavi. They've generally been a championship team, but their league form is is poor now at the minute. Like they won the first day, and I think they've lost other games since that. Mm. So um, yeah, it's and they're losing some of them fairly well. So the Lavi, one thing about Lavi is they're never viewed as a soft touch. And when you start losing games, like Arva had won a game, and they went and, and uh, tore through Lavi in the first half of that game. So that's not something you associate with this Lavi team but when they get the county players back they're going to be better no doubt about it but still it's it's uh, it's not great at this time of year no definitely not second game was the the derby to beat all derbies um, Bill Torbett against Tom Lane Bill Torbett came away with the bragging rights and, and I understand there was some bragging done uh, with this with this victory two goals and six to eight points uh, a four point win for Bill Torbett and that's one there's games you can lose and there's games that hurt you to lose that that will hurt from lane like they they won't like that one wee bit yeah like this this is in my in my opinion this is the bitterest rivalry in Cavan mm. I, I, I can't I, maybe like Gowan and Mullahorn or whatever but but Horbett from lane even at times when, when neither team were going that great this would still be fiercely contested and they'd be battling for like seventh place in the league or something and 
the place would be packed and they'd be killing each other. Like this is this is a really a classic local derby. Neither side wants to lose this one. Um, and but Torbert, so I was talking to a Torbert man in London, as I mentioned before, and, and uh, he was annoyed now about our West Cavan uh, selection that time, whatever we call it. I can't remember what we call it, but West yeah, Cavan yeah. Kings or something. Uh, he was annoyed now that there wasn't more Torbert players on it, but he was particularly annoyed that there was from Lane a lot of drum lane players on it that annoyed him more more than anything uh, it reminds me of a fella I used to know in handball and I saw say if he doesn't take pleasure in uh, in, in winning in winning in his player winning it's that his player inflicted defeat on the other and, and, <laughs> that's uh, yeah so I, I I don't know this is this is a fiercely and a lot of fellas who are very good buddies off the field but it's a fiercely contested rivalry um, and you have family connections there as well and yeah. um, crossing over between the clubs so there's never much in it no, we end, ended up with 13. Both sides ended the game with 13 men here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I, from, from what I hear, I heard there was a, there was a, a rally call when the final whistle went from a Beltorbet man shouting, you can get a chance in 2023 again. <laughs> or something along those lines. And it's, it, 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 it was very, very hot and heavy. Now this, from minute one to after the final whistle, even I understand there was, there was plenty of physicality um, being being that's just, about that's what you want though like that's what the G is well, once nobody on. gets hurt oh yeah yeah but, but that's what the G is built on it's local rivalry like this like and yeah. I'd say there was a big crowd there and yeah, it I was, think was. I'd say the slagging was great and you know that's, that, I just think that's brilliant they're two great clubs like and there's two very proud clubs and neither team wanted to lose this so I think it's super but um, but Torba were able to get goals which was obviously key at one stage they were leading by by uh, by two four to six, so six scores against six, but they had a four point lead, and the goals came from Enda Henry and Liam Vesey. Um, Keen Vaughan, as you said, came up from goals and, and scored two points. Ryan Connolly scored five frees. Darrow Dolan got two points, and Cormac Flynn got a point. So, look, low scoring, only only eight scores against eight, but the goals proved to be the difference. So, um, yeah, they'll they'll well, they won't meet again this year, but they'll no, no. Bragging rights sit with Bill Torbert for 2022. Uh, yeah. Donald Monaghan back in a full back and see Dano Dowd in the middle of the field as well. So, um, Drum Lane not quite as full strength. Kia Monaghan coming on, but looking at even like Sean O'Lawler, Niall O'Reilly only coming off the bench for Bill Torbert. So, neither team can say that they were at full strength, but um, they can't really use it as an excuse either because the other team was, was weakened as well. So, well, looking from the outside in, like. Jermaine would have, I'd say if we, if we did a poll there, a lot of people would have tipped Jermaine to win that. Because Jermaine have a lot of fellas who've been around county panels and so on, and um, more than Beltor would have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jermaine are seen as the up and coming team, but Beltor would probably think well, we're intermediate and Jermaine are junior, and we've just won this game. So, oh, it's going to be it's going to be a sore one this one for for Jermaine now. But uh, I do think Jermaine are an up and coming team as well, but uh, they just don't want to get stuck in the junior either. Yeah, and it's not easy getting out from it. They've they've been they've been up and coming for maybe two or three years now, so yeah, you've got to yeah. come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more 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 of the common, please. Um, and do you know what? Both of us have to eat humble pie on this one because we both went for drum lane. So there you go, one. there you go, and that that definitely. Uh, but that that Beltorbert Ultra who who sends us the odd message, <laughs> yeah. he's entitled to a bit of, a bit of gloating there because exactly. again again we underestimated his lads. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But there's nothing like the sight of a, a drum lane jersey to get Bill Torbett going, and that's that. That's that's Bill Torbett kind of at their best is when they're when they're that motivated. Um, okay, Cornafane against Arva, one goal and nine to Cornafane, twelve points to Arva. So finished the draw here. I went for. Um, now what did I go for? I've written down D beside it. So I went for you went for the Cornafane. No, you went for the you went for the draw. Oh, the draw! I you did. did. I said that's what the D was. I think I remember you going for the draw. Yeah, yeah, brilliant call. Brilliant. What a call! What a call! That's the first time one of us has called a draw correctly in a, in about four years. I'd say so. I'd say so. Jesus, that's I was I was looking down, going, "What the hell did I write D for?" <laughs> brilliant, lovely. I called the draw on this one. I'm not surprised. I I I knew it was going to be a draw. Yeah, and you know what? That's another that's another local derby there that'll be hot and heavy at times. Um, two yeah. great points from Jack Wharton near the end of the game got the draw for for 
Corner fan. Now I, I know that Arver Arver starting to click a little bit. They've got yeah. Tristan Tristan Hoffman back there. He scored five points. He was playing a lot of soccer and he's come back now. I think he was playing uh, the League of Ireland standard. He's come back now for Arva and big addition there around the middle of the field, like great athlete. Yeah. Uh, obviously Johnny McCabe back. Now Kieran Kevin Boucher came on and scored a point. Kieran Brady was lying there corner forward. Um so presuming that's Kieran Dalla that yeah. our, our notes are correct. So great to see Kieran get the full game under his belt there as well. Or Jack Wharton with five points, um, all from open play. Or was it or was it just not mentioned down? Just looking at the report in the Celtic. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were all from open play or not, but um yeah, it looks like Cornerfield are starting to build a nice little panel there as well. Like they were able to bring on Jack Trainer and Pete Hogan and Colin McShay and Aegon Smith, Jerry Sheridan. Like yeah. good player, good players coming off the bench. So Cornerfield definitely seem to be improving. Definitely so. Definitely so. Um good 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 result, I suppose, for both. They'll take it. There's no bragging rights and, and, and everybody can be nice and civil to each other for the next year <laughs> or until the meeting the intermediate championship. Oh no, sorry, they're not the Harvest Junior. Yeah. yeah, that's it for the for a year. They 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 can hold on and be civil. Um, not Bride hosting Ballymacue up in St Bridget's Park. Um, coming away with the victory here, two goals and seven to Ballymacue. Not Bride sixteen points. So good good win for Not Bride, and we both went for Not Bride. Yeah, yeah. And there was nothing easy in this game. Now um, there was a strong wind, <clears throat> and uh, Ballymacue actually hit the upright three times in the game, which is unusual. Uh, so they felt that they probably felt they could have got something out of it, but um, they got the not bright were probably still value for it because uh, it was a late Liam Buchanan goal deep in injury time, like five minutes into injury time, which left the Kenan Airvy. But uh, Kieran Smith was had an excellent game, he's one player I would mention because I think he scored five points from playing the second half. Wow. So good scoring there, really good scoring. Okay, Bailyborough um, hosted Mullahorn. Mullahorn came away with the three-point victory here. Nine points to Bailyborough, two goals and six from Mullahorn. Um, I think I heard that Michael Argue played for Bailyborough in this game. Um, he did. Yeah, he played full forward for Bailyborough. Bailyborough have lost their form as well. They 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 were the big team we were talking about a lot. Yeah, on the podcast, like we were saying that potentially they were the. They were the third best team in intermediate last year. Uh, but they've lost their form in this league campaign as well. So good to see where they go from here. Like even with Michael there. To, um, then again, in fairness, they were coming up against a senior team, even though Mullerhorn are missing a lot of bodies there. Uh, Gavin Brady at one two. Uh Kaylon O'Reilly came on off the bench and got a goal. Uh Dom O'Cadden then finished it off with a score in injury time for Mullerhorn. So yeah, two six to nine. Low score, but Mullerhorn be happy enough. Mm-hmm. Aaron Reel back from obviously County on the twenties, kicking two points for for Bailiwer. Good to see that a, a player with a, with a big future in front of him. Uh, Reese Clark with his usual couple of scores, or maybe maybe that's low for Reese actually. <laughs> Sometimes he's a five six pointer, but um, Mullahorn doing rightly in in Division Two. There with still a lot of bodies to come back into it. Um, although I've heard that they're maybe losing bodies too. There's lads going travelling and stuff. Um, over the next four or five months. So a lot of a lot of very good players I think are heading away. Okay, right. What am I hearing? I'll 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 investigate a wee bit further and, and, and see if I can release names or yeah, a couple of influential players I think are are, are on the way out from Mullahorn. So oh, oh. um okay, Butler's Bridge hosting Den finished sixteen points to Butler's Bridge, eleven points to Den. Um I would doubt actually to to see the first half of this. I kinda said me Sunday afternoon wouldn't be complete with seeing some without seeing some live action. But um do you know what I came away from this game with? One one outstanding memory was Mark Fagan takes a kick out and it was one at the far end of the field on the twenty meter line by Paddy Flynn. Um where he basically booted the ball. It it went over the entire midfield. It took a couple of bounces and landed on the twenty meter line. I'm going to state it now. Butler's Bridge is the shortest pitch in the county. If not... It, uh, it, world. It's it, it, it not the world. It's not the world. Like it, it's, it's very, very short. There's loads of width to it. But I was looking at like where the ball is thrown in. I was saying it, it's, it's at most, I think, 130 metres. Like, I don't think there's, there's more than 130 metres in it. I don't think yeah, I got yeah. the wheel, but it it is a very short pitch. Like Mark Fagan's kickouts were routinely hitting close to the far forty-five. 
There you go. That's that's a good. One. And was he kicked them out with the wind? Um, yes. Yeah, he was. He was. So that one that went all the way. So then played with the wind in the first half, and I think Butler's Bridge went in leading by a point or two. And um, at that point, I, I I was heading on, but it was you know, Butler's Bridge. Quivian O'Reilly played for Butler's Bridge um, at full forward. Uh, then we're missing a lot of players now. Ben Connerty played, but Cavell Keoghan, Thomas Edward Donahue, Sean Donahue weren't playing. Don't think Oshin Kiernan was playing. Um, so then are very much under strength at the minute. Um, Caelan McCabe was was back in at centre-half back for then, which would be a, a plus to them. But they, they still have a lot of bodies to come back in. But Butler's Bridge, Butler's Bridge still have a lot of bodies to come back in. Obviously, Finton O'Reilly didn't play. Kevin McPhillips didn't play. Paddy McPhillips didn't play. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Peter Connerty wasn't there. So they're like Butler's Bridge down as many, if not more than than then. So, but doing enough Butler's Bridge to, to get the victory. And we both went for Butler's Bridge in this one. Lovely. So final game then in the Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League Division 2 was Drumgoon. We're going over to Shercock. Um, and they came away with the victory here, a narrow victory. One goal in 11 to Drumgoon, 13 points to Shercock. We both went for Shercock, so the Goonies have have uh, bragging rights on that one and a lo- another local derby. Yeah, yeah. You you called it last week. They seem to be involved in loads of local derbies, um, and they're all tight. Mm. Um, very little in it. Um, Drumgoon made it, were, were ahead, had a few points to spare here, and it looked like... Um, they were going to run away with this. They were one ten to seven points up, and uh, it looked like uh, there's only going to be one winner here in the last few minutes. But Sherco completely dominated the closing stages of the game. Damien McIntyre got a couple of points. Sean Clark got a free. Ryan Clark got a point. So they brought it right back to a one point game, but Dragoon managed to hold on. So top scorers there: Keith Fannin four points, Dean Carroll three, Aegon Farrell one one, Conan Farrell a point, Killian Minor a point, and Mark Murray a point on the Dragoon team. Mm, Owen Morrissey kicking in with three points for for Shercock as well. They've, they've, when they get everybody right, Shercock have have a nice little bit of firepower. Niall Clark playing, but didn't get a score. But you're Sean Clark, Owen Morrissey, Niall Clark, and that's usually the 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 triangle of scores for for Shercock. Um, but they'll they'll be. Um, do you know what I've completely forgot about this one? This was the brothers derby. So Stephen McGovern was managing Drumgoon and Andy McGovern was managing Shercock. Oh, I've never even thought of that, yeah. So Stephen comes away with the bragging rights in that household for, for the weekend. But I, it was actually only on, on Sunday when I, I thought about the game or somebody actually said to me actually about the, about Drumgoon Shercock being a big enough derby. And I was like, and then they said, oh, because of the brothers, it'll be even bigger. And I was like, oh, how did I forget that? So, <laughs> yeah, good good win there for Stephen. Um, the Killigarry boys going 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 toe-to-toe. Um, so that leaves the Wilton West All-County Football League Division 2 standings. Cuhullins are top of the pile, along with Mullahorn, with four wins from five games. Um, then going down to the bottom end, then have no wins from five games. Lavi have one win from five games. And Bailibor and Arvi, Arva, have one win and a draw from their five games. So um, we look forward to that progressing. Okay, into then the Kite Powertech All-County Football League Division 3. Uh, we'll go through these quickly. Um, Drum, Drung taking on Corla. Came away with a very comfortable victory here. 218 to um, 9 points. Sorry, go back to Division 2. You got 3, 4 out of 7. And I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 out of 7. So you're, you're on fire this week. I'm on fire. Look, I'm back to myself. I'm back to myself again. My throat mightn't be, but uh, my head's working fine. Drum <laughs> against Corla. Um, we both went. F- Sorry, I went for Corla. I gave Corla the tip on this one. You went for drum. <coughs> that was that was a mental call. I was so delighted to hear you, you pulling it out. Um, yeah, drum. Uh, the two Rileys contributed ten points between them. Paddy McAtee to Stephen Jackson a goal. Mark Cassidy and. Um, from fullback 1-1 one, one. so a solid win for Jung and I'd say the podcast was stuck on the dressing room wall there Damien yeah I'd say so I'd say so um, yeah well they, 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 they completely dominated obviously so uh, Kilachandra uh, got the points against Killigarry's B team conceded only comment on this is I hope that that's not something we see again I don't you know we don't need to see concessions in, in games and, and I know Killigarry are trying to do the thing right and are doing it right 
but um, you'd hope that that they won't concede any more games in in that division. It's very important for the integrity of the competition. Yeah. Um, Red Hills against Mahara, three goals and eight to Red Hills, one goal and ten to Mahara. Close, close fought game here. We both went for Red Hills, uh, but Mahara not too far away. They're they're, they're coming. Uh, yeah, they've, they've had one bad loss there, and that was probably their most winnable game when they, they were heavily beaten by Swan and Mara. But every other game, they've been right in, in the mix here. Um, Red Hills now have have really struggled against Corla and Mahara. Um, and Corla and Mahara are generally seen as the two weakest teams in that division. It has been in the last few years, so it doesn't. it's not very strong form from Red Hills, but they managed to, to hold it on. Um, Red Hills had a late, late enough penalty from Paul Martin and a free uh, from Paul Martin and a point from Dara Duggan. There wasn't there wasn't much in it at all up to that. Red Hills, I'd say, were were looking like being the first team to lose to Mahara in the guts ten years, but um, they came up with the win anyway. Look, Mahara just don't know how to win games. That's and that's not an insult. It's just they haven't won. none of these players have won games in the Mahara jersey at that level. So. Uh, that's what it probably comes down to, but they will, they are going to win at some stage. Michael Muldoon coming up at one goal and five, or sorry, one goal and eight, um, a, a penalty and five frees. Um, Ryan Tobin playing there in the, in the middle of the field, I think, by the looks of it. Like, there, there is a bit of quality to this Mara team. For a few years there, we were talking about you had at junior. And then you had Corlan Mahara that were way off and adrift. Uh, that's no longer the case. They're not way off. They're they're closing that gap. Well, they're closing the gap, but I'll have to just reserve judgment now when I see them. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I, I definitely think they're closing the gap, personally. Um, okay. Drum, we both went for Red Hills on that one. Drummolee against Swanland Bar. Drummolee came away with the win here. One goal in 11 to seven points. Um I think it was while Drummolee missing a few players came away with, with the victory still. Uh, Mickey Brennan off the bench. That's the only information I get on these games. Oh, yeah. No, actually, did Mickey start? He could have started at corner forward. I'm confused which games he's telling me about. But anyway, yeah, um, the most important thing is Mickey Brennan played. <laughs> <laughs> As he tells us. Um, no, I think I think a couple of good displays by by um, by Drummolee in defence. I think Owen Donahue picked up Rory Corn and, and set off on a man-marking job on him and, and, and nullified him. And that's a big, if you can stop Rory Corn, you, you go a long way to stopping Swan and Bar. So Drummolee going really well. We'll go to the table after this. But we both went for Drummolee to pick up the win there. Templeport against Muncher Connacht. Uh, Templeport got a seven-point win here. One goal in 14 to 10 points. Um, we both went for Templeport in that one and, and they're maintaining their unbeaten run in Division 3. Um, so good good stuff for Templeport. Uh, Kill against Shannon Gales. Kill with a, with a very, well, with a comfortable win here. Six points to spare. 17 points to kill. Two goals and five to Shannon Gales. We both went for Kill on that one. And then the final one was Mount Nugent against Kill Dallin. 4-18 to Mount Nugent. Uh, one goal and seven to Kill Dallin. And we both went for Mount Nugent. So the good news on that one is, Paul, unless you have any comments on those games, the no. seven wins. You got seven predictions right in that division, and I got six. Uh, Coral have let me down. So my love affair with Coral is over. <laughs> I'm done with them. But what that means overall is you got uh, seven is 14 correct, and I got 15 correct. So I'm ahead of you. That's three, okay. three to two. Congratulations. In Division 3, just to go through the table, um, that was very, very gracious of you there and, and, and sincere, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Templeport, sitting top, five wins from five. Drummolly in second with four wins and a draw from their five games. Then you have Kill and Kilachandra with eight points um, from their five games. Down at the bottom end, a clatter teams on zero points. Shannon Gales, Kiligari, Mahara and Corla all with no wins um, from their five games. So they'll uh, they'll be looking to try to pick things up in the coming weeks. Okay, one more prediction time. Okay. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business 
Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, starting in the Roma Energy All-Type Football League Division 1. Towards the evening, we've got Rammer United against Kingscourt in Dolan Park. Rammer. Um, yeah, I'll go with Rammer too. Um, Kiligari taking on Balanya in Kiligari on Friday evening at 7.15. Kiligari. I'd go with Kiligari too. Um, then into Saturday evening we've got Crushlaw hosting Killing Care Crushlaw Bally I go, I go Crushlaw as well um, Castle Rahan hosting Lacken Castle Rahan yeah I go Castle Rahan too um, Bally Hayes hosting Calvin Gales ba- um, Calvin Gales Um, gosh, I'm I'm tempted to go for Bally Hayes here. I'll go for Bally Hayes just for the crack. Big shout! It's a big shout. I, I Brian O'Rourke should be back in for them this weekend. Um, and imagine Gary O'Rourke gets a bit more game time as well under his belt. Does Calvin Gales have anybody to bring in? Like Jack Tully is still out injured, um, and our county seniors won't be playing. I'd imagine so. I'm giving Bally Hayes a shout here. Um, okay, Lara against Gauna in PJ Duke Park. Gauna. Yeah, go for Gauna as well. They love all their county on the 20s back in, and there's an awful clatter of them. Um, okay, into the Division 2. And we'll go to the first game, which is Saturday evening at 6 o'clock in Cross Keys. Um, and it's Den against Shercock. Dead. Well, I'm going for Shercock there. Then I have to get a win sometime, surely. They do, they do. I just don't think it'll be this weekend. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a different drum lane against Drumgoon in Drum Lane. Drum Lane. I think so too, actually. Um Mullahorn hosting Butler's Bridge. This could be a dinger. In Mullahorn at six o'clock, Ollie Dunn, who's the referee. I'd go with the bridge to win that. Away from home. Oh, that's a big shout, but uh, to tip Mullahorn to lose at home, but I'm going to go with the bridge. Yeah. It's a 50-50 call, this. There's, there's nothing, there's no form to say that, that it's going to be, ah, I'll go with Mullahorn. I'll go with Mullahorn just... But I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong there. Um, Ballymacue against Baileyborough in Ballymacue. This is going to be an interesting one. Ballymacue. Yeah. I like that. I, I think Baileyborough has to get a win soon. Um, Ballymacue manager, it's Michael Tynan, isn't it? Or sorry, Baileyborough manager. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So he's going to be managing against his son. Shane Tynan. Oh, yes. One. Yes. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I think I'll go with Bally McHugh too. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't be confident. Arva hosting Not Bride. Arva. <coughs> Difficult place to go to. Um, I, I think I'll go with... I think I'll go with Not Bride though. Um yeah, I'll give Not Pride the nod. Beltorbis hosting Lavi. Beltorbis. Yeah, me too. At the minute, you can't back Lavi. And Coo Hollins hosting Corner Fane. Coo Hollins. Coo Hollins for me too. Um, okay, then into the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division 3, starting on Saturday evening at 5.30. Kiligary hosting Shannon Gales. Killigary. Oh, yeah, I've said it. Right, okay. I'm going to Shannon Gales for that one. Um, Templeport 
hosting Kill Shamrocks. Temple Fort. Same as Corla hosting Muncher Connacht. Muncher Connacht. You don't even have to ask me. I'm done with Corla. <laughs> uh, Maher McFinn hosting uh, Drung. Drung. Yeah, I'm going to go with Drung as well. I, I, I'm going to be really disappointed when I don't tip Maharan to do in a game. I'm gonna I'm gonna be disappointed and I think this will be close uh too, but I'll go with drum. Drum lane sorry, drum Lee hosting Red Hills. Drum Lee. Me too. Um Kildallan hosting Swan and Bar. That's gonna be hmm. I'm gonna go with Swad. I'll go with Kildallan. Okay, good man. Um, and then Kilishandra finally at six o'clock hold hosting um, at Nugent. Kilishandra. Oh, Kilishandra. Yeah. I'm just not overly convinced. Um, yeah, home advantage. I'll, gi- I'll give Kilishandra the nod because of home advantage. But I think my Nugent, my Nugent on their day can, can, can just click and... and and be as good as anybody, but I'll give Kilishandra the nod on that one. Um, okay, that's all the predictions done. Best of luck to all teams involved this weekend. Um, don't forget, as I said earlier on, we've got loads over on the diehard service, the under 20 and minor review, the Antrim uh, Ulster Senior Championship review, where we hear from Mickey Graham, the ladies podcast, where we hear from Jerry Moan and Aideen Coyle. As the Camogues get on their way, they've got their intermediate semi Ulster semi-final this Saturday afternoon, 2pm in, in um, Balignan, where they're facing Antrim. And then on the Cavalize podcast, it's Seamus O'Rourke. So she'll be a great great load of listening over there for, for minimum, minimum fee. Five, $5 a month. You couldn't go wrong with that one. So thanks very much, folks, listening to the McAvoy's Supervisor GEA podcast. Paul, thanks for your time. Cheers, Emma. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>